0: You must always believe what God said in these areas. You have to believe what God said number 1 about himself. What did God say about himself? Amen. Always always go to what did God say about himself. Amen. When people say things about God, what did God say about God? I want to know what God said. For for instance, uh Titus Chapter 1, verse 2 says God cannot lie. Uh, Numbers 23, 19 says God cannot lie. Uh, The Bible says God is love. Amen. The Bible says God is merciful, God is forgiving, God is compassionate. What did God say about himself? Number two, believe what God said about his word. What did God say about his word? Well, for instance, he said, uh, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and waters the earth and causes it to bring forth in bud and produces seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it will accomplish the thing that I sent it to. Amen. It'll prosper in the thing that I sent it to. See, that's why when you're talking to people and they say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Run from them. Run fast. Run away. Why? Because they're not, being, they're not saying what God said about His Word. They're not saying what God said. Jeremiah 23, 29, God said, Is not my Word like a, a, a fire that consumes the, the chaff and like a hammer that breaks into pieces, the rock, that Amplified Bible says, of most stubborn resistance. That's what the word says about the word, about the word. When you apply the word, whatever you're applying the word to will give under the pressure of the word every time when, when your situation is confronted with the word, the word will win. Hallelujah. Always believe what God said. Number three, about what he will do. What did God say he would do? And we're we're talking about the subject of healing tonight. There are people today that will tell you God might or might not heal you. But God said he would heal you every time if you'd believe him. Is that right? Every time. Amen. That's what God said he would do. So what do we believe about what God will do? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why you always have to remember two things. Number one, you have a covenant. Number one, I have a covenant with God. All right? I got to always remember that. Seven times God said in in the book of Genesis, seven times he said, this is my covenant. I have initiated it. The the Bible says in the book of, of, uh, of Romans that because God could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. He could swear by no greater. He swore by himself. So that means when he entered into that covenant with Abraham that we're a part of, he swore on his own merit. He looked for somebody else and could not find anybody greater, so he just swore by himself. Amen. And I've been brought into that covenant. That changes everything. That when you have a covenant mindset, that changes everything. Because everything is based on that covenant that God said, I will not break. He said, I will not break my covenant, and I won't alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. I won't do it. And so every promise then that you find in the Word of God is tied to that covenant. No matter what the promise is, it's tied to the covenant because all the promises of God spring out of His integrity. All the promises of God spring out of His willingness to be a God to His people and to be their provider and to be their healer. When God says, I'm the Lord that heals you, that's covenant language. You don't need another healer because I am the Lord. I am Jehovah. I am the eternally self-existent one. I need nobody else to help me heal you I can heal you by myself because I am your covenant God. I exist by myself. I don't need anybody else's power to help me. I don't need anybody to give me a hand. I don't need anybody to make a way for you other than me. I'll make a way. I said I'd move the mountain. I said I'd bring the crooked places straight and bring the high places low. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. I'll make a river in your desert. I'll cause your life to bloom again because I have the power to do it. And you're in covenant with me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a covenant, I a covenant with God. Hallelujah. Always remember, secondly, the Bible is a covenant book, and it's sealed with blood on both ends the blood of bulls and goats on the front, and the blood of Christ on the back. Sealed with blood on both ends. It began with blood and ended with blood, it started with a covenant and ended with a covenant. Come on. Glory be to God. Amen. Number three, a covenant mindset is a requirement for strong faith. It's a requirement. Oh, hallelujah. This is so important because because everything about what we believe and I don't mean just as word of faith people. I mean as believers, just Christian believers. Everything is tied back to what God promised Abraham in the book of Genesis. Let's go over there. In, in the book of Genesis, hallelujah, and uh, chapter 15. already gone. And for the sake of time, let's, let's, let's look here. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to figure out where to start because it's all good. Let's start in verse 1. And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram, I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. Now, now this, is so, this is so important. I'm so glad that God showed us in the Bible that he showed us the, the misgivings of, the, of our heroes. Because God comes to Abraham, and, or to Abram at this time, and he says, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And here's basically what the verbiage that Abraham uses is, is, is saying is this. Well, that's good, but what could you possibly give me seeing I'm still childless? Right? In other words, you've not given me an heir. And my heir is this Eleazar of Damascus. And God said, no, 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 no. And watch. Watch. He said, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this will not be your heir. He that will come out of your own body will be your heir. Now remember, remember what God said about himself. God had already told Abraham, I will bless you. I will make your name great. Kings are going to come out of you. God does not change what he said. Because God utters covenant words. He doesn't change what He said. You might not get in line with what He said, but God's not going to change what He said. He's not going to change His mind on what He wants done or how He wants it done because it's a covenant word. When God says something, it's an eternal thing. Oh, hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell. King James says, tell. The word is number the stars. If you're able to number them, now you know he can't. No one can. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right? We're limited. We can only see. I mean, we look up in the night sky and it looks vast. Well, that's like a that's like an inch of turf on a football field where the universe, where the universe is concerned. All right? He can't, he can't number the stars, but he said to him, so shall your seed be. And we, we know just by reports from the news, he's got at least nine million descendants just in the nation of Israel alone. That's not counting all the Jews throughout the world. But notice, and he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Righteousness. And he said, I'm the Lord that brought you out of Ur of the Chaldees to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Whereby shall I know I'll inherit? He said, Take me a heifer of three years old, a she-goat of three years old, a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst and laid each piece one against the other, but the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was going down, A deep sleep fell on Abram and a horror of great darkness fell upon him and he said know of a surety your seed will be a stranger in a land that's not theirs they'll serve them they'll afflict them 400 years and that nation that they shall serve will I judge and afterwards they'll come out with great substance and you will go to your fathers in peace and you shall be buried in a good old age oh hallelujah verse 17 and it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark, a smoking furnace mm, and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. A smoking furnace and a burning lamp. See, I have a covenant. You have a covenant. Say out loud, I have a covenant. covenant. Amen. Now we've heard about this and, and we've taught on this, but this is God. He's initiating the covenant. Amen. He had found Abram in Genesis chapter 12 that would believe him. And he said, now I want you to get up and leave your family and leave your homeland and go to a land that I'll show you. And he took his family and left. And now he's he's went on with this journey looking for a city that has foundations whose builder and maker is God. Still going where he don't know where he's going, but he's going anyway. Amen. And God shows up and makes him promises. And Abram says, how am I going to know that I'm going to inherit everything you're saying? And God says, let's do this. You get the covenant sacrifices out. And you split them. And you get them ready. And while God's talking to him, God knocks Abraham out and puts him to sleep. And starts visiting with him and tells him what's going to happen. But when Abraham's eyes pop open, God is walking between those pieces. And he's swearing promises to Abraham. Abraham did not have to walk through the pieces because God was the initiator of the covenant. Everything God promised is just simply contingent upon you believing what God said. The the bringing it to pass is no issue. I just got to believe the covenant. That settles the issue. The, The covenant mindset changes everything you believe. Everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see this? It's a requirement for strong faith. So, whether it's a promise you found in the Word, or it's a promise that God gave you through a Word into your spirit during your prayer time, that's a covenant promise. God is not going to go back on His Word. Amen. Do, Do you see that? It's easy to obey someone who cannot lie. It's easy to obey someone who cannot change their mind and cannot change what they said. Oh, hallelujah. That's why you got to have that covenant mindset. If God told you, that's how it's going to be. Yeah, but I know so and so. You just you just went off the covenant track. What, 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 what I do concerning what God said to me, I don't allow what happened to somebody else to have a bearing on it. Come on, sir. Because I have a covenant with God that he made. Amen. Yeah, but what do you do about this? Well, I have a covenant. I have a covenant. God cannot lie. Yeah, but I knew so. And so God can't lie. God cannot lie. I've had people get mad at me. Yeah, but you just don't understand. No, no, God cannot lie. God cannot lie. I have a covenant with God. God cannot lie. God can't change His, change his word. He can't change His word. And, and, and Oh, Lord, I better shut up about that. But, amen. When, when, when you're going after what God told you, you're going after the most sure thing there is in the world. Because it's, it's absolutely fail-proof. Because God's behind it. Yes, oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? God cannot lie. Well, how are you going to do this? I have a covenant. Yes, sir. I have a covenant. When, when he said, I would supply all of your need, that's covenant language. Yes. I. I. God, shout, why is God the supplier? He's the covenant partner. He's the one that said, I'll finance what I ask you to do. I'm not asking you for your money. I'm asking you to believe me and believe that I have the money. I'm asking you to believe that I can do what I said I would do. That's all I need. See, that's all God needs to do it is for you to believe he'll do it. Glory to God. And that's where people miss it. Well, you know, and notice that. When we read the scripture in 2 Corinthians 9. Now he that ministers seed to the sower. He, who ministers seed to the sower? Your covenant partner. Who multiplies your seed sown? Your covenant partner. Who said give and it would be given to you? Your covenant partner. Hallelujah. Do, do you see that? Your covenant partner said, when you tithe, Amen, that he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake, that he'll open the windows of heaven and pour out on you a blessing. There's not He said that. Yes, he did. So you don't allow the lack or the situation to out talk your covenant. This is what God said. I have a covenant. Amen. Glory to God. See, listen, you got to understand something. When I came into the ministry all those years ago, I came in recognizing my limitations. Amen. Everybody's got them. Right? But that's a good thing because I knew, okay, look, Lord, there's there's just not things I'm qualified to do. But I have a covenant partner. (laughs) That said, he'd be my wisdom. Is that right? So I can count on his wisdom because he's my covenant partner. My covenant partner said, I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So I always have that wisdom at at my disposal. Is that right? My covenant partner said when you need to know what to do, you'll hear a word behind you telling you to go to the right hand or to the left. This is the way. Walk in it. My covenant partner said he was going to send the Holy Spirit that would teach me all things that I needed to know, bring all things to my remembrance that Jesus had taught me and lead me and guide me and direct me. How can I fail? The only way I can fail is if I don't believe the covenant. That's it. That's the only way. So everything that you see then is a covenant. See, and when you, when you have that mindset, it takes away this thought process of, oh, I need you to pray with me so I can see this. No, you got to believe the covenant. Right? And, and I've trained myself over the years. And, and it can sound dramatic, but that's okay. I've trained myself over the years. When God tells me to do something, I see in my mind and in my heart, God standing in covenant blood swearing. When I bring my seed to the offering container, I see God standing with his right hand swearing, Blessing, I'll bless you. Because that's what he said. He said, I have swore by myself and I won't repent. It's what he said. I won't repent. I won't change my mind. This is so important. So everything that God wants you to do, everything that God wants you to be, everything that God wants you to have is contingent and based upon this covenant that he entered into willingly with you. Mm. Do you see that? So when someone asks you, How are you going to do that? I have a covenant. Amen. When people come to me, people that are close to me and they say, Well, I need this, I go, You have a covenant? You have a covenant? Lean on it. I I don't I don't mean look at it. Lean on it. Lean on that covenant. This is what you promised. Isaiah chapter 62 says that when you're talking to God, you should give him no rest day or night. One translation says, pester him continually. Why? Because he wants to do it for you. God wants to do it. But the Bible says he's looking through the earth for people that will believe him, that he can show himself mighty on their behalf. Glory be to God. Look, look over at Genesis twenty-two. Is this? Am I helping you at all? Amen. I t- I told my wife. I tell her all the time. I'm going to be more, just more of what I already am. Amen. Hallelujah. I looked at her the other day and I said, Michelle, I'm the hungriest man on the place of the plant face of the planet for the word of god amen genesis 22 now you know this but this is so important verse 1 chapter 22 it came to pass after these things god did test abraham king james says tempt, it's test and said abraham and he said here i am he said take now your son your only son that you love, get into the land of Moriah, offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him. Isaac, his son, clave the wood for the burnt offering, rose up and went unto the place that God had told him. I, I remember one time I was watching a movie and Abraham was saddling the donkey, crying <laughs> Weeping, oh, my Lord God, is this the only way? And they showed, showed him and Isaac going, you know, the old man with the stick and a donkey. Young boy there with him. Sarah on her knees behind him. No! No! Now, you know, people say, well, of course that's not how it happened. I know that's not how it happened, but here's how I know that I know that's not how it happened. Abraham was in a covenant with God. God can't change his mind. He said that it was in Isaac that all the nations of the earth would be blessed. That's why what's Hebrews 11 say? It says that God, Abraham had already decided if God had to raise him from the dead, that's what he would do, but God would keep his word. That's why your faith is stronger than death. Your faith is stronger than anything you're facing. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to talk for a minute about healing, but we need to see this about this covenant. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, they came to the place. And notice verse 10. Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son. Now, I've, I've read commentaries, and they say, well, you know, God God uh, uh, would never have asked Abraham to do that. And, and, you know, it didn't go that far. Well, the Bible says he took the knife, stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son. He was going to go through with it 100%. Why? He was in a covenant with God. And the angel of the Lord called him out of heaven. The Hebrew says, the angel of the covenant. Whew. Glory to God. The angel of the covenant in the Old Testament was Jesus. The angel of the Lord, that's Jesus. Jesus is there. Why is Jesus there? Because he's going he's to shed the blood that's going to bring all of us into this covenant. Amen. Oh, so he's... ha <laughs> He's, he's there looking over the type and the shadow of his own death. He's there looking over the type and the shadow of his own sacrifice. Glory to God. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad. Do anything to him for I know you fear God. Seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Why did he not withhold him? He had a covenant with God. Let him go. Gets much easier when you know God has a covenant with you. Amen. And Abram lifted up his eyes, looked, behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his thorns. Abraham went and took the ram, offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah. As it is said this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. He says that he called the place Jehovah-Jireh. The Lord will see and the Lord will provide. Now, why did he call himself that way to Abraham? That's a covenant name between him and his covenant friend. I will see and I will provide. Now, notice, not I might see and I may. Provide. I will see and I will provide. I will see what? I will see what you need and I will provide it. Who will provide it? My covenant partner. Who has the need, who has the, the, the means to supply whatever need he may see in my life? My covenant partner. I'll see it and I'll provide it. So what you're believing for, he'll see it, and he'll provide it. It's a covenant promise. I will see it. There are believers, you know, and I know, they go, well, doesn't God care? Sometimes I don't even feel like God sees what I'm going through. They have no concept of covenant. No concept. Because he said, I will see it, and I will provide it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God! Notice, verse sixteen, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham out of heaven, out of heaven the second time, and said, "By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, because you've done this thing and not withheld your son, your only son, and blessing I'll bless you, multiplying I'll multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven, and the sand which is upon the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies." Hallelujah! His seed. Your seed. What seed? The seed, Jesus. That's why Jesus said that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Because the covenant seed possesses the gates of their enemies. Hallelujah. So I have a covenant. Say out loud, I have a covenant. Tell your neighbor, you have a covenant. Hallelujah. Listen, what what I need you to see. I want to show you a couple things about healing. But... Because we don't have a lot of time, but what what you need to see is that's got to be your mindset. That's what your mind goes to every time. I have a covenant. I have a covenant. I have a covenant. Yeah, but I got I have a covenant. You present that to God now, Father. We're in covenant. We're in covenant. I don't know how you talk to the Father, but but sometimes when we're praying in public, like in, in public prayer, I, I got I to gotta be cautious because the way I talk to the Father is different than, than how a lot of people I know talk to the Father. I'll tell him, Father, now, or, hey, Father, are you listening to me? I have a covenant with you, and this thing's trying to trying to circumvent that covenant. You said my enemies would come out against me one way and flee from me seven ways. Now, I expect that to happen. Amen. I expect this need to be met. I expect to have more than enough because you can't lie. Yeah. And you're my covenant father. Amen. And you love me more than I love you. Yeah. And I love you with all my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look, look, look at Exodus 15 real quick. And this is the children of Israel came to Mara. They couldn't drink. The water was bitter. The Lord showed Moses a tree, cast it in the waters. The water were made sweet. And verse 26, he said, If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, keep all his statutes, I will will allow none of these diseases on you that I've brought upon the Egyptians or allowed upon the Egyptians. I am the Lord that heals you. Hallelujah. Now notice, That's not just God talking. That's the covenant promise. I am the Lord. I am Jehovah. I am the self-existent one. And notice what the self-existent one does. He heals me. Jehovah Rapha. I am your healer. I am your physician. I am your healer. Now, Now notice. He's in that covenant position now. I am your healer. Amen. So he's my healer. So whatever I'm dealing with physically, I have a healer that I have a covenant with. Who just swore right here to be my healer. Right now, notice, he swore to be his people's healer. He's not everybody's healer. He's not the world's healer because they won't believe in him. If they'll believe in him, he'll heal them. The covenant is between God and the people that will believe Him. Amen. So when you say, I'm a believer, yes, you're a believer in Jesus, but you're a believer in the covenant. You believe what God said. Hallelujah. Just, just, just hold your Bible out there and say, I believe every word in this book. I every word. Say it. Say, this is a covenant book. Written by a covenant God to his covenant people. I believe God in Jesus name. That settles it. That settles it. Amen. And when you're dealing with something, don't listen. Don't go pray out of your head. Go get the covenant book and walk the floor if you have to and find every provision in the covenant that belongs to you and put your eyes on it and put your finger on it and go to your father and tell him and the work of righteousness father will be peace great will be the peace of my children in right because because this is the covenant hallelujah with the things that god wants to do for you And the things that God wants to bring into your life, even the things that you need. My family, listen, you can't afford to play at it. you got to get the covenant book out and go to your covenant partner and put him in remembrance of the covenant promises and let him know you believe that you're in covenant with him and he'll do what he promised. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? One translation says, I, the Lord, am your physician. I am the Lord, your surgeon. Oh, hallelujah. See, when you, when you know that and people say, oh, that mask just disappeared out of that woman's throat. Mm-mm, the surgeon took it. Her surgeon took it. The, the covenant God took it. Hallelujah. I am. Notice what he says. I am the Lord that heals you. I am is a blank check. What we need God to be, he is. I am that. Why? Because the covenant covers it all. You need me to be that, I have a covenant with you, I'll be that. See, I think I think we need to move out of this Just this promise mindset into a covenant mindset because our western mindset is that promises can be broken covenant cannot be broken and the reason it can't be broken is it was initiated by god i don't have to believe it but the covenant cannot be broken But when people say, "Well, now you know," I'll, I, and I've heard this, I don't know how many times. Well, I know the the Bible promised it, but there's no but. There's there's wait. There's no but. <laughs> there was an old movie. It's old now. It, it was it was about uh and I never watched it. I just saw this one this one clip, and it, it was about this female baseball team in World War II. You know that be, base, men's baseball wasn't going on in World War II, right? Be, 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 and so they had this, this woman's baseball team, and one of the, one of the young ladies uh, uh, got hurt or was whatever and started crying, and the manager came over to her, I think it was, what was his name, Tom Hanks, and, came over, to him, and t- came over to her, put his arm around her, and he goes, there's no crying in baseball. There's no but in faith. There's no but where the word of God's concerned. Well, I know the word says but. Oh, you got to get that butt out of there. That but will short circuit your covenant. There's no but. God said it. That's it. Now, what do I have to do to believe it? Amen. Right? So God says, I'm going to do thus and thus for you. And I'm going to do it this way. He said it, you just believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am is the blank check. What I need God to be, He is. And He is eternally that. So there's never a day He won't be my healer. There's never a time He won't be my provider. Because he will eternally be that. Mm. Do you see this? Exodus 23. There's so much here. When, when I remember uh, years ago, and I may have told you this story, but if I have, it's okay. Repetition is a beautiful thing. I I was working in in the corporate world. Well, I was actually working in in the insurance industry and working for a subsidiary of Blue Cross Blue Shield. And uh, I had uh, a unit manager, uh, a young lady that was a unit manager, and then we had the the department manager, and uh, neither one of them were saved. And the department manager would lie. I mean, lie like a dog. I don't know how bad a dog lies, but... (laughs) and uh one day i must admit one day we had a meeting what she called meetings and they weren't meetings they were chew sessions and everybody kept getting chewed out for her failures because you know she got chewed on and so she got to come chew on you well, I was in that meeting, and I'm going to be honest with you. I let my frustration show. And she looked at me, and she said, well, you know, you can leave. I said, okay. And I left the meeting. And, and so I went out, and I, I was at my desk doing my work, and, and uh, she sent her lackey out to get me. And uh, uh, one wanted to meet with me in her office, and so I went in her office, and she said, I want to know what your problem is. I said, my problem is you're a liar. That's my problem. And after she got settled down, she said, she what do you mean by that? And I began to tell her all the things that not, noticed that she had promised in that department and to the people, and none of it had ever come to pass. And I said, we can't do our work because we don't have the proper equipment And so you're chewing us out for something we can't help. Hallelujah. Well, the next thing I know is her unit manager let me know that they could fire me. I'm going to tell you what, that went all through me. I mean, I thought to myself, now look, here are two liars. This unit manager, I've watched her come to work drunk. Stinking like tequila, right? I mean, I mean not hungover, just come from the party. you understand? I mean lie and cheat and you're looking at a righteous child of God with a covenant. Telling me that you can fire me, People have asked me what you said. I looked right back at her and I said, "You can't fire me because you didn't hire me. You didn't give me this job. God gave me this job, and I'll be doggone if you can fire me. Amen. Amen. Because, because I got a hold of the book of Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17 that says, "There's no weapon. That's formed against the righteous that can prosper. And every tongue that rises against the righteous, the righteous will condemn it. Amen. And I stood on that verse. Two weeks later, I had her job. Now why? People say, you think God got her fired? No, I don't think it. I know it. Why? Because he said, if they bless you. I'll bless them. If they curse you, they're going to come under a curse. But see, if you have that covenant mindset, the best thing anybody can ever be to you is your friend. That's the best thing. Amen. Nobody can successfully be your enemy. Nobody. Nobody. They listen, they can stand against you. They can do whatever they want, but listen, they cannot successfully be their enemy. If they want it to go good for them, they just need to start liking you and be your friend. Amen. Now most people that you may know don't think that way. Well, I just do my best and you know let the chips fall where they may. You have a covenant. <laughs> Everything is going to go your way. Don't feel like it right now. That doesn't matter. You have a covenant. You got to close your eyes and see God standing in covenant blood saying, look, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'll bless those that bless you. Those that curse you will be cursed. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper, son. Everything's going to be all right. I got this. Don't worry. I, the Lord your God, will hold you by my mighty right hand. I'll bring you out. I'll make a way. They'll look around and wonder how you got out. And you'll say, I have a covenant. Can you give me 10 more minutes? Look at Exodus chapter 2. Hallelujah. And God, God, your covenant God will just do those things smooth. I mean, right? It's just like they're here one day and gone. You know, and, and nothing bad has to happen to them. They just got to be moved out of your way. Just move them out of my way. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, I've been pastoring a long time now. Over about a quarter of a century. And, and, and I, 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 I learned to pray that way. I, I don't get mad at people. I've had people say, how do you deal with people when they get, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they start causing problems? I just pray and say, Lord, just move them on. Let them go be a blessing to somebody else. I love them. Just move them on. And when they come and say, you know, well, Pastor, I think we're going to go to another church. Well, brother, God bless you. Praise God. Just so grateful. Amen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not being facetious, but listen, I got to keep my heart right. Yeah. I, can't, I can't be getting upset with people that get upset with me. Amen. Hallelujah. My wife told me the other day, I had I dealt with a situation. Is this okay? I dealt with a situation for like the fourth time. And she said, Philip, you have taken the low road every time. And you have apologized to that person every time. And they have yet to apologize to you or ask you to forgive them. And I said, honey, here's the thing how I respond to that situation determines how God can reward me. If I don't respond correctly, God can't reward me correctly. You understand? Listen, they're not just they're not just kicking against me, they're kicking against the covenant. But, yeah, but they don't believe in me. Yeah, but you got a covenant. Amen. See, when you, when you understand that, it doesn't matter. The way you respond determines how God can reward you. Because God won't change His means to reward you if you, if you didn't do what He said you should have done. If you don't walk in love, God won't, God won't reward you. Because, right? Because he said in, in 1 Corinthians 13 that you had to not pay attention to a suffered wrong. They had to keep no list of what people had done wrong to you. A lot of the struggle that you feel in your heart is you're, you're, you're still trying to feel good about something, or you're still trying to, yeah, Lord help me say that right, you, you're, you're still trying to make it right, but that person hadn't done right. When somebody hurts you, the response is, I forgive them. Full stop. That's it. Yeah, You don't want them to walk on you again. See, you're thinking about getting walked on again. That's self-preservation, which is pride, which means you haven't forgiven them. When you get over into self-preservation, you're trying to do what only God can do for you. Amen. I had a person send me a really ugly text not too long ago. I mean, here's how ugly it was. They cussed me out for nothing, for no reason. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my wife says, my wife said, well, if I'd have known what that was, I wouldn't have told you to read it. Wish you hadn't. He said, what'd you do? Honest to God. Honest to God. Immediately, I just, I just got on my knees. I said, Lord, I forgive them. I forgive them. Lord, they're not thinking right. So if they were thinking right, they wouldn't say that. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, I've learned something. I, I want my covenant to always be intact so that I don't have to go and try to fix it before I believe God for something. Amen. Amen. And then that person talked to somebody else that was real close to me. And that person texted me and told me what a bad person I was. Because they borrowed the other person's offense. He said, What'd you do? I got on my knees. I said, Lord, I forgive them. I forgive them. Amen. Do you understand this? Why? Because there's always something at stake. The health. Of my family's at stake. The finances of our family's at stake. The finances of our church is at stake. Me being able to pray effectively for you is at stake. Amen. And, and so when, when you talk in terms of covenant, that's part of it. I've got to keep my part of the agreement. Amen and and i can't get over there and and i'm i'm off track anyway so i might as well just stay here cuz i'm i'm going to close with this with well this and maybe another one <laughs> when when you get over and you get focused on what somebody has said about you whether it's true or not you got something far more important to protect right? And if it was true, what did you do? Did you repent? Did you get it right? Okay, then that's, then it's forgotten. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't forget it. Well, the Bible doesn't say they would forget it. It says God would. Yeah. Now watch, here's why this is important. He's your covenant partner. Yeah. Your covenant partner can't bless you in the covenant when you've stepped outside of what he said you need to do. But when you've kept yourself right, your covenant partner forgets it. I have no promise in the Bible that anybody will forget anything that I did to them. But it does say God will. My part is to repent. It's better to keep a friend than win a fight. Just is. Amen. I like friends. I like good relationships in my life. It's part of the covenant promise. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? Let let me, let me close with this. Look at Exodus 2, 23. We'll be done. We didn't get as far into everything as I wanted to, but you know what? I'll be back. Next Sunday, I'll be back. It came to pass in process of time the king of Egypt died. The children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. They cried. Their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. God heard their groanings. God remembered his covenant. Notice his covenant. With Abraham, Isaac, and with Jacob, God looked on the children of Israel, and God had respect to them. I love what the Amplified Bible says here. God heard their sighing and groaning and earnestly remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the Israelites took knowledge of them, listen to this, concerned himself about them, knowing all, understanding all, remembering all. God tonight is taking knowledge of you. He is concerning himself about you. He is understanding you and remembering you. Why? Why? He remembered his covenant. That's how I know you're not going to fail. Because God's remembering his covenant. And part of his covenant, it says that I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. He's covering you right now with his feathers. No weapon that's formed against you is going to prosper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember your covenant. When you go to the doctor and the doctor says, this is what it is. Make a choice to be in faith and stand on your covenant. I choose healing. Yeah, but I don't feel healed. Yeah, but I've chosen it. And what I have chosen will come to me. Because you can't change what I've chosen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I, w- I was sharing with uh, the uh, 1245 service, de Fe, and I made the statement, when, when you make those choices, you know, here recently, Pastor Michelle and I have got some reports, reports medically, different things. And here's the point. When you get those reports, this is what we do. Now, the Bible says we're an example, so you don't have to do it, but I'm telling you how we do it. We get the word, and we get together, and we sit down, We find the word. By your stripes, we're healed. Now, Father, we come into agreement. My wife and I choose healing. And, Father, this is the report, but this is what we choose. We understand that's there. We don't deny it, but we don't choose it. This is what we choose. And you settle the issue. This is what we choose. If you, if you have financial issues that come up in your life, if you're married, sit down with your spouse. Put those finances out on the table. You Find your covenant promise where God said he'd supply all of your need according to his riches in glory. And just take her hand, take his hand, and say, Father, this is the deficit. This is where, this is where we have a deficit. But, Father, we don't choose that. We choose this. I'm turning my face to the higher truth. That's how you got to do it. That's how you keep your agreement. And then you keep the power of confession going on that. No, we agreed about that. That's it in the name of Jesus. That make sense? This, this is not, I, I know, I know it's, it's the Holy Bible, but this is not just the Holy Bible. This is your covenant benefit book. There are people, not you, there are people that know their natural insurance benefit booklet better than they know their covenant booklet. If you don't know anything about your insurance other than you got it, you should know this better than you know anything else. Because this is what changes the circumstance. There are people that go to the doctor and they can tell you everything the doctor said. Exactly what the doctor said. They can tell you all the ins and outs of their disease. They can tell you what to expect. They can tell you how bad it's going to be. They can tell you all these things. But then when you say, what did God say? Well, uh, 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 well they know more about what a natural doctor said they had than what their covenant partner promised they had. You can't make a choice to believe something if you don't know what's there. Amen. And, I, you know, I'm, I, I, this is just my personality. I want you all to commit to that, that this, this, I'm going to give more attention in this coming up year to what the Bible says about what is mine than I've ever given before. Why? Because God's got more he wants to do for you this coming up year. And my knowledge of the covenant will go a long way in whether I receive it or not. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah.